There are two types of amuna. There's amuna. There's an amuna that's sechlis, when one understands, it makes sense to him, that there's a God, and that all of the other things about God that we believe in, that we know of. And then there's an amuna that's an amuna muchashis, an amuna that is felt, that a person feels. And the tachlis of our growing into Jews who are Avdi Hashem, who are really, really servants of Hashem, is to develop this Amunah Mukhashis, that the Amunah shouldn't only be something that we know of God, but that we think of Him constantly. And in every single aspect of our lives, we feel that Amunah Lamaisa. And that's what we're talking about on page Nun Aleph, Ois Samach. To give a to give an example of how we should begin the day, how we should experience this emunah mechashis lamaisa. Other a person gets up in the morning. Daka, it should be oshtayim. A moment it takes a moment or two. It's a printing mistake. Daka oshtayim. Ad shadaito nasis miyushevus alav. When a person wakes up in the morning, it usually takes a minute or two until the person can have some yeshivadas. Some people take a little bit longer than that. Right? But it shouldn't really take more than a minute or two until you're able to to gather your your thoughts and your kaychas. And you could begin to think. What's the first thought? That a person should have immediately upon waking up. Shutzarach Lawrence Lespalo is the first thought I have to quickly get to Shul. Shuloy Gamar Sainin Shabai Asak Esmal is the first thought I didn't finish something that I was busy with yesterday. There's a project that I was working on yesterday that I haven't finished. Shiesto in Khoshulasadar Hayom that I have something very important that I have to take care of today. All of these thoughts, not to say that any of them are horrible or any of these thoughts are forbidden or there's something wrong with these thoughts, but all of these thoughts, this is not the main thought, this is not the point. Many of the thoughts that we have when we wake up or when we go to sleep are just psilas. What does it mean, psilas? Literally, psilas means, of course, garbage. Garbage here doesn't mean anything negative. It means the that which is sort of left over. It's like, you know, after you finish eating in this stuff, so sometimes after you were busy doing things during the day, there's stuff left over. But things, these are thoughts that are not the echo of your life, things that you have to take care of. It's, it's chaval that we have to spend so much time just taking care of those things, let alone think about taking care of them. There, there, there are some people that if they have to go, if they have to go to to the grocery in three days, they're already thinking about 
what they have to get and how they have to get it and where they're going to go and that there's a sale and there's not a sale and all kinds of chashbainas these are all psilas this is not the tachlis of life to think about these things there could be very good thoughts obviously the thought when the, the thought upon getting up that I'd like to go to shul that's obviously a very good thought but it's still that's not, that's not the thought that you should have when you get up in the morning what is the what is the main thought that a person should have upon waking up you know there was a they say about the Rebbe of Zushi that one time they didn't know what happened to him it was already way past the time of davening. He didn't come to shul, and it's not like you know people don't come to shul. The Rebbe Zushi was always in shul, and they were waiting for him for a long time, and he didn't come, and they didn't know. And finally, finally, they decided to send somebody to the Rebbe Zushi's house to see if he was okay. And when they came to his house, this will sound funny. There are many things that the Rebbe Zushi, as you know, sound odd to people like us. The Rebbe Zushi was was under his blanket. He was sitting up straight in bed. The blanket over his head, and it was already light. It was already light. Whatever it was, like seven o'clock in the morning. You know, not late by our standards. You know, it was light. And they asked the Rebbe Zusha, the fellow asked the Rebbe Zusha, Rabbi, what are you, what are you doing over there? So his voice was trembling. He said that when he opened his eyes, which was the usual time, whatever it was, like four in the morning, when he opened his eyes. So of course, what does a Jew do when he opens his eyes? He says, Ma'idahani l'fanacher. Right? He says, Ma'idahani l'fanacher melachavikai. That I want to, I want to thank you. I thank you, Hashem, like a, a living, an eternal King, right? That you gave me back my soul. So when I said the words, I said Ma'ida Ani. So I thought, who's who's Ani? Ani Yezushia. Who's me? Me Yezushia. Lefanacha, before him, and who is him? He's Melach Malachi Amlochim. And he said, I, I, I was so scared, I couldn't get up. I just can't get up. I can't get out of bed. He was, they had to. They had to, the Mizutra Maggot had to come and speak to him. He wasn't able, to, he was paralyzed. He couldn't get out of bed. Ani, the and Lefanech is the Barishla. A person, a person's day is going to be very, very, very much influenced by the first thought. It's like that with everything. The beginning of something is very, very precious. That's why Yiddishkeit is so careful with beginnings. Everything, especially the beginning, has to be just right. Like Rosh Hashanah. So in Samach Halaf he explains, Amachshava Shemutel Shemutelas Ala Adam Lachshay B'Shalshu Kam Mitaso. He Machshava Pshutem Ay. What should a person think of when he gets up? It's a very simple thought. The Shiyesh Bayre Laila. It's nothing philosophical. The first thought, not just to mumble the words Ma'adam Lifanecha. The first thought, the first thought, is that there's a Creator of the world. I live in a world that was created by the, by the King of all Kings, by the Rebbeinu Shlom. There's a Creator. A person must begin his day with this most basic thought. It's the creator of the world. If this base, if this underlying foundation, this simple realization and thought that there's a creator. If this is not strong inside of you, if this is not something which is strong inside of your soul, in a way that you live with this, in a real, 
in a real and and tangible way. Then you're missing the foundation of all of your avayda in this world. You're missing the foundation and the basis of all of all that you were brought into this world to do. That's missing. This is the basic point. This is the point upon which everything else in the day, in your life, must be built upon. And everything, everything has to be built upon this. I'll be explained more. So now you've opened your eyes and you had this thought. You're thinking that there's a creator of the world. That there's a Bayra Allah is Then you have to start to think. He's giving an example. He's not telling obviously everybody uses their own their own way. But he says that a person starts to think. Who has woken me up from my sleep? Like why, why did I wake up? How did I wake up? I'm not talking about clocks and radios. That I was given back my soul, that I'm alive. Who woke me up? He's giving simple examples of, of thoughts that all of us could have every day. Who is giving me the kayak to get, to get out of bed? You know, when a person, God forbid, is hospitalized or a person's not well, then the simplest, simplest thing, like getting up and getting out of bed, is so hard, it's so painful, and they're so envious of people who are able to get out of bed and they're able to jump out of bed and they're not and this person's not able to. And the person thinks in Pshitas. Who gave me the strength? After Rebanishlam, you the master of the world. You give me the strength to get up out of bed. It's the simplest thoughts, but, but we have to think them. It's not stam. We have to think about them. And that a person should begin to speak to Hashem in a simple way. You, you're the one that gives me the strength. You're the one that's that woke me up, and you're the one that gives me the strength to get out of bed. And I want to I want to thank you. I want to thank you for this. L'shema he come to Isi. And then you could say to Hashem Baruch, you could talk to him and say, Why did you wake me up? Why did you give me another day? What's the po- what's the point? What's the tachlis of waking me up? You woke me up and you give me the strength to get up so that I should serve you properly. So Baruch Hashem, I'm going to get up. I want that this day should be filled and overflowing with my serving you. No, that's different than, than slamming your hand on the alarm clock and saying, I don't be quiet or something like that. Right? I don't believe it. It's a different day. It's a, it's a whole different way of living. A person walks to shul. What should you be thinking about when you're going to shul? Mostly, persons thinking about, I have to do this, I have to do that. Oy vey, how am I going? I have to catch this train. I have to go here and have this meeting. What should a person think about when he's going to shul? 
Who am I going to daven to? Sounds like the most obvious question in the world, the most obvious thing in the world. But Bemis Bemis, how many times in our lives have you even thought about that? Right? Who might listen to me? Ani Hailech Lehispal. Who am I going to daven to? Before the creator of the world. Many many times I've mentioned in Schultz, I'm sure you, you remember and you've read that Reb Shlomo Zalman Arbaal, when he was already well into his into his 80s, there was somebody that was walking him back from Shul back to his apartment in Shari Chesed, and and as they were approaching Rabbi Shlomo Zalman's uh, house, his apartment, so Rabbi Shlomo Zalman straightened his collar and made his beard straight, and put, he put himself together. And and the young man that was walking with Shlomo Zalman asked, asked him, Rebbe, is there, is there a, a, a person, a chashiva person, is there a, a, a rava, a shashiva, that's, that, the, that the Rebbe is expecting to meet now? So he said, no, my, my wife. It's my wife. Now he's well into his 80s, and, and he's fixing himself, and he wants to look nice, to make his beard nice, and his pace, because he's going to see his wife. Can we imagine a person thinks going to shul that you're going to stand in front of the barikal alaman before the master of all worlds and how a person should appear, how a person should dress and how a person should have that in, in his or her thoughts and what that means to stand, to go see, to go speak to the barikal alaman the master of the world in shul in a place that's a little bit samikdash and what that means it makes no difference if you're, if you're 10 years old, if you're 80, 90 years old, what that means a person has this thought. I'm going to speak to him. To praise him. And to ask him for things, etc. However, all of these additional thoughts, as you're going to shul and as you're going through the day, they all, of course, are built upon that one basic thought, which is Yesh Bayre Eilam. There's a creator of the world. Which is a thought that you have to live with all the time. This is the root of all of man's avayda. This is the root of all of man's avayda. To establish this deep, deep in one's soul. That the soul should feel every single moment, mamish, sheish bari la'il, that there's a creator. Le'irak yeda sichli greater, not just to know this intellectually. Of course, there's a God. Elishetzuras achayim tiyasvugamikach. That all of one's life should be absorbed, completely saturated with this feeling. The kol kule shel ha'adam, and should fill the entire essence of a person. And he lives in a tangible way with this simple truth. Come on, a person goes to the doctor. He has to go to the doctor. And a person stops for a second and thinks that Rabbi Shalom, of course, you're the one that's you're the one that that is the Raifei Kalbasa. You're the one that heals everybody. And you gave permission for me to go to this doctor. 
and I'm asking you that this doctor should be a good shliach, and that I should never ever forget that the refuah comes only through you. And if you don't want me to have, God forbid, a refuah, then the greatest doctor in the world will not see that little thing on the picture, will not notice that little irregularity, God forbid. And if you, if you, if you want, you are the healer of my life, if you want, and I beg that you should want this, then the doctor will be a good shliach, the one who you gave permission to, 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 to heal me. And a person has, it takes, it takes 10 seconds, not even. But when a person lives in this way, then one's entire life is, to, a person's life is totally different. Your life is totally different. And you never get tired of it. It adds to your life. Try it one day. Your life becomes filled with simcha, filled with mesikas, with sweetness. Filled with mesikas. Lairach kol hayom. And you can walk, and you should walk with this the whole day. Everything you do, simple thought. The simplest thought. Without any kind of deep meditation. After the parentheses, that he says that we could talk about, and that's something which can develop later on. The bottom of the page. But to live with this simple thought in, in one's mind. And what you'll see is, slowly but surely, you're going to give life, you'll awaken that simple point of faith in the Jewish heart. You'll awaken that simple point of faith that's been lying dormant. Even though you share Shabbos and you, and you make brachas and you, you go to shul, but that simple nakuda of amuna of faith that's in the heart of a Jew has been sleeping. It's the simplest awareness. It's not at all complex. This clear awareness that there's a creator. This is the beginning of the avoda of a person who wants truthfully to build an inner life, an inner world of ruchnius, that's strong, that's, that's solid. That's the beginning of one's avayda. All, that's how all the tzaddikim became tzaddikim. With that way of thinking. That's how all of the tzaddikim became tzaddikim. And if your children, those who are zaychah to have children, if they hear this constantly, constantly coming out from you. Not the usual imyatsha, which I told you how I got such a, I told you many times in Shul, how I got such a, a, a musa from one of my, from one of my daughters when she was little and she wanted to go someplace to park or something I said to Mr. Shem she said no daddy really because <laughs> she knows that Mr. Shem is just a way of saying if we don't end up going you know it's not my fault I guess God didn't want if God would have wanted we'd go to the park I guess he didn't want so she said no because she heard that and it became part of the, the vocabulary you know Mr. Shem it's like it's said in such a cold way in such a meaningless way Mr. Shem it's said in a cold way and that doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't ignite in the children that nakuda of amuna in them. But if we say it in a sweet way, in a real way, to stop and stop right now, children, and remember the Baruch Shalom. Let's thank Hakadosh Baruch Hu right now. Don't just, just say Baruch. Say Baruch. I didn't hear Baruch. They have to say the Baruchs, but you have the children have to constantly feel that the Baruch Shalom is a friend, and he's and he's mamish, he's he's there every second. Not that he's this abstract. 
you know, got out there someplace and he gave us a, a million rules and regulations. But uh, all the little, all little things, all the little things that they should that they should go well. A child, a, a child um, goes through different stages in life. Even a simple thing like the child learns how to ride a bicycle. So you make it into something which is fantastic for the child and his relationship and her relationship with Hashem. That look at Hashem has, has has shown you that you have such a such a, a talent that you could do this and it's so much fun. He wants you to have fun, and he wants you to always be careful and wear your helmet, right? <laughs> he wants you to have fun, and the Rambam is showing you how to have fun. He gave you this, or else you wouldn't be able to ride it. And Hashem, because Hashem wants you to have fun, he wants you to enjoy this because it's so much fun. All of these things, and to talk when the children grow up hearing this way that the parents talk with Hashem's Baruch on their lips, but not stam, but to say it in a language they understand. And we should stop now and we should we should ask Hashem for help that we should be much clear what we're going to do. We should ask Hashem for help. You stop you, you go to the kid in the, in the in the grocery and you say to the child, look at all the look at all the beautiful things that Hashem has made. It sounds silly. Only if a person is distant, but if a person is is Bahamas Amaman you say that look at all the beautiful foods that Hashem has made. Look what beautiful things He's made. And all of these things that Hashem made is that we that we should be able to enjoy that the foods they have different tastes and different colors that it should be a pleasure. Hashem Yisbarach wants us to enjoy and to have pleasure in His world and to rem- and to and to think of Him. And and when the children grow up and they hear this constantly and they it's part of their lives and they associate everything in their lives with that with the Kaddish Baruch. It's a different. It's a different world. It's a totally different world. That's not anything that 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 you could. No matter no matter how much tuition you pay, that's that's up to you. They're not going to do that for you anywhere. That's something you have to do for your for your own children. You have to bring up your children that way. That it should be the name of Hashem's book should be constantly, constantly on on your lips. He says, Al Hadam on page Nun Gimel, the fourth line. Al Hadam Liska Makshava Pshutas Ulaar Kalhayan. Throughout the entire day, you should have this in mind. But Chila Yasli Maskirim Chitsainim Liza, she has Kirehu Lazos. In the beginning, when you start living this way, you're going to need to have reminders. You're going to have need certain things that will remind you. Because you're not used to thinking about Hashem this way. You're used to thinking about a million other things, but you're not used to thinking about Akash Baruch. So you should make a going Achas Lashala Erech. So you could start off something, you can make for yourself a certain simon that at least once an hour you should have this thought. To begin with, you could think once an hour, every hour that I'm awake, once an hour I should stop and remember the Bari Once one, Once an hour, in the beginning. Achas Lashala once you see that it, this is already very something that you're, it's very easy and you're already used to that, <coughs> then you So you start every 45 minutes. You try to to make siman for yourself. slowly but surely, shlav shlav, one step after another step. every few minutes, you're able to naturally remember this. Shiyesh Bari Lomit is a creator of the world. It's so easy for a person to remember himself and not to remember anything else. 
right? So easy, right? Women know and they they can understand this. I've mentioned this also many times. You know, if if someone would stand on the side and watch how girls or women go through the day, very often when they pass anything they could have, even the even the slightest reflection of themselves in it, they'll they'll hop a little bit of a, of a to see how things are going. So take a look. You pass by. I always tell this to my daughters when. They, you know, like when we're walking someplace, I'll, I'll say, you know, Shani, Chumi, like, look here, I'm talking to you. Because when you walk by any glass, like, they take a, <laughs> no, they take a look. I'm standing by Kiddush, and one of my girls is facing this Svarim Shrek, it has glass on it, right? And you see, like, they, they're like they're lost in that beautiful image, you know, in the glass. I'll say, uh, hello, Kiddush, Hashem, you know. Oh. And then you have, you have when they, then you have, the uh, advanced level when you have a nice shiny spoon and you take a little bit of a look the girls have a little bit of a look in the spoon to see, to see if everything's in order, right? It's an amazing thing a person doesn't have a hesachadas doesn't stop thinking about himself a whole day about what? about a boss of Adam that in a few years is going to be is going to be rotting flesh garnish, a meal for worms nothing from nothing but that's how it is. Every single minute of the day, a person, the, <coughs> men have a, a different mishigas. But particularly when it comes when it comes to appearances, you know, the hair, the of the hair, you know, how it looks and how it's just flipped a certain way, and it's got to look exactly that way. And and this every every moment, conscious of the hair. Every moment the girl's conscious of the hit looks just if there's one strand that didn't have that right look. They're supposed to just ever like it's supposed to be a quarter of an inch past here and every single second is just like that. So a person has to, uh, the reason I'm saying this is not to make Heiser, but to bring out the point that a person is able to sustain a thought. It's interesting, though. <laughs> You're able to hold on to a machshava because some can say I'm, I'm very feeble minded, I can't concentrate. It's not true. See, people are able to think of themselves every second mamish. Every second mamish. So in that, a person can begin to see and to live a different life when there's a bayre erlum every second, that there's a creator of the world. That there's a barishlam. That thought. And he says... He says, you shouldn't rush through this. When you stop to have that thought, that, that moment when you have that thought, you don't do that quickly. Carefully. You have it, you think about it. Again, not complicated, simple, but you don't rush, because then it becomes another thing like Shakuni Bidvar. Oh, so it's that time. You know, it's only when the person feels that he's already acquired that first level, let's say once an hour, whatever it is, twice an hour. So that remembering has become like a second nature. You don't move on to the next level, meaning twice an hour, three times an hour, you don't move on until you feel that that first that, that first shlav, that first stage, of, let's say once an hour, is already almost like second nature. You're comfortable with it and it's like second nature that you could already feel, you know when, when a person gets up the same time every day, you wake up that time, right? You naturally, you have a clock inside that tells you it's time to get up. 
a person a person that that once an hour has a thought of the Rabbanu it becomes over over the course of a few weeks it becomes very much a part of your way of thinking and then you and it becomes like second nature and you're ready to move on to the next to to, to twice an hour whatever it might be Till you reach a point, which is how the tzaddikim live, which is the beginning of Shulchan Aruch, Shevisa Hashem the Negdi Sam, that Hashem is always my, always before me, that I'm always always conscious of Hashem. Obviously, everything in a person's life changes, and. All that we're talking about, as we've repeated over and over since the beginning of the year, obviously this all depends on a person wanting, a person wanting to grow, and wanting to live a life of tachlis. Obviously, when a person becomes conscious of the Bani Shalom, that becomes very much a part of his or her life, things begin to change. It's not an issue so much anymore whether or not I'm signed up to some sort of an anti lashon hara, you know, super duper anti lashon hara program. You know, when I have to find all kinds of ways of punishing myself or torturing myself if I say a word of Lashon Har. A person who lives with the Bari Island, who lives with the Creator, and it becomes part of his or her thinking process. So then Lashon Har becomes something which is not shy. It's not shy. That's what it means in the beginning of Shulchan Aruch, where the Ramah quotes the Rambam and the Ruchim. That the tzaddikim are The tzaddikim are constantly walking in God's presence, and therefore the Shulchan Aruch says that when a person lives in the presence of God, he talks differently, he walks differently, he dresses differently. It's not a question of anymore how much can I get away with that I won't like go to Gehenna for wearing this outfit, you know. And at the same time, like, you know, cause enough heads to turn. God forbid. It's all silly. It's all baby talk. It's all narishkai. A person who lives with the Barishman lives every single second with this thought of his presence. And when you're in the presence of God, you, you want to dress a certain way, and you want to talk a certain way, and you want to act a certain way. It has to do with everything. It has to do with, with, how, you, with how you sit and how you stand and every single thing. So it's not any more necessary to have all the different... You know, programs to prevent oneself from speaking Lashon Hara. It's not Shaykh. It's only a question of learning the halachas to know, of course. You have to learn the halachas to know what is and what isn't. If you don't know what the halachas are, then you might not intend to say Lashon Hara, but you're saying Lashon Hara if you don't know what the halachas are. So, of course, you have to learn. But as far as not saying, you, know, you don't have to have the Chavaz Times picture, you know, by every telephone and, you know, all different things and try to. That's not even his picture anyway. And, and, and to have and to, to have all these ways of. You know, of uh, of remembering that that you shouldn't speak a certain way. You don't want to speak that way. It's not shy to talk that way, because you you because you, every moment is in God's presence. This is the beginning of being a Jew. And and you know you're sitting here right now and you're listening to this and we're learning this together and you think, boy, this sounds like super duper religious. But this is the Aleph. This is the beginning of being a Jew. This is the side of our entire Yiddishkeit. And. We don't think about it. We don't talk about it. We don't learn about it. The children are not being told, told in yeshiva, in school. But this is the Aleph. This is the beginning. Suras Samach Dalet. Suras Ha'avaydesh Anudarachim Ba'la'ayra Kol Derachayna Be'ez HaShem Hu Sh'al Yidei Machshavah Shkeita Upshuta 
the way of Avodah Hashem that we're seeking, that we're using here in the Sefer, in our, to help our, our lives, is that through a simple quiet thought, but that simple quiet thought is Pamim Rabbis Ma'id, is repeated many, many times. Aid Pam Va'id Pam, again and again, many times during the day. Again, it begins with a once an hour, whatever it is, but many, many times, the same simple thought. La'at la'at, slowly a person sees, Yusai Dekach Orles Aleif, the covering of the heart begins to peel away. Now, unless you try this, then what you're thinking is, this sounds very boring, like, I mean, I think, okay, I try it once, and then it sounds like it's a boring thing, this, this simple thought, Yesh Bari Eilam, Yesh Bari Eilam, it sounds like a simple thing, in, in, our, in our silly way of thinking, it seems very boring, like, you know, we like to be excited, nobody likes to see reruns, everybody grew up, you know, dreading reruns, and hoping that it would be a new episode, so, it's hard for us to think like this. But it's, the truth is, it's only through constantly, constantly focusing on that same thought, Yesh Bariya in a simple way, many, many times during the day, hundreds and thousands of times during the week, that the covering of the heart begins to go away. You find yourself not losing your temper. You find yourself feeling unbelievable simcha, not just when it's a simcha, but a simcha throughout the day. It's a different life altogether. When, when a person lives with a Bari Island, it's a totally different life. But it can only work if a person does this and repeats over and over. Until the heart can mamish feel it properly. The sherish, the root of this way of serving Hashem, we find very, very clearly from the famous marshal we have from Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva noticed in his life. Now, you know, Rabbi Akiva changed so much in his life from being a, a an unlearned, simple shepherd to being the, not only the Gadol Hador, but the, 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 the Rabbi of the entire Jewish people, the master of the whole oral Torah. And Rabbi Akiva changed. And what was it in his life? I mean, there are discussions in Chazal. Chazal are trying to help us understand and to teach us. How did Rabbi Akiva change? How does a person change from being an Akiva to being Rabbi Akiva? From being a simple person, not just simple. The Gemara says that before Rabbi Akiva, in his early years, he hated Talmud Chacham. He hated Tariskalas. None of us, God forbid, you know, hate Talmud Chacham. We don't hate it, God forbid. It says in the Gemara, Rabbi Akiva hated it. He said that if I would see, when I was younger, if I would see Talmud Chacham, I wanted to bite him. That's what he said. I, would, I felt like biting him. We don't even know what that means. And, and, and how did he change to become Rabbi Akiva? So we know, everybody knows since we're little children, the Chazal tell us what changed Rabbi Akiva's life. Remayim he stopped and he was watching how the, he saw the shape of the stone the hole in the stone and he realized that the dripping over thousands of years drip, drip, drip of, that, of the drops of water that over the years that steady constant dripping carved a hole in a stone that's so hard that's what Chazal tells us 
then Rabbi Kiva thought about himself and he began to serve God. So Nizbainim, Hamayim, Hinam, Tipa, Pshuta, Mamish. So think about this. What was Rabbi Kiva thinking? A drop of water is the gentlest, simplest thing in nature. A drop of water is the simplest thing. It's the softest little thing in the world. A drop of water. Not only that, and here's the side of what we're saying. The second drop and the first drop are identical. They're identical drops. The same qualities, the same simpleness, the same amount. The second drop and the first drop are the same. And the third drop also. And the third millionth drop. What Rabbi Kiva revealed to us in this life-changing in this life-changing thought that he had when he was looking at the at the water dripping on the rock and he saw the hole in the stone. A simple drop. That repeats itself. Again and again and again. A simple drop. Again, again, and again. Pamim rabbis ma'ait. Many times. Even though it's so unbelievably simple. The kaicha, it has the strength if it's repeated over and over the simple thought. The kocha lifkoa evan mamish. Next page. It has the ability to break through a stone. Mamish, to break through a boulder, a stone. Kain hadover beliba shal ha'adam. And so it is with the heart of a person. Shenikra lev evan. Before Mashiach comes, the heart of a person is called the stone heart. When Mashiach comes, that, that will be changed into a heart of flesh. But in Golas, the heart is stone. And it's the same thing with the heart of stone. If you really, really want to break through the heart of stone, it means repeating over and over a simple thought. Saying simple words over and over, simple words. Thinking about them and saying them. Right, My, I believe because I say the words, my belief is strengthened more and more. Many, many, many times. Until finally, you don't know when it happened. Just like you can't say exactly when did that stone, when did that stone give up its stoniness and let the water through. You don't know exactly when. You wouldn't be able to. See, you wouldn't be able to have taken a picture of it. When was it exactly when the stone said, "I can't, I can't hold back this drop, the drop of water anymore"? And how many millions and millions and billions of drops? But at some point, the rock gave up, and it means that every single drop of water was chipping away in a very deep and mysterious way at that stone, and it was chipping away at the thickness of the stone. And it was wearing it down, and, and and slowly, slowly peeling away levels of the of that layer that's called the rock, the stone that covers the heart. 
A person thinks they're going to go to some shiva and they hear gevaldi geshir, they go to Shabbos, I go to Shabbos Shuvah someplace, or they, they, they go, you know, to some big gathering and they hear a shiva, or it's a Rashani Yom Kippur, and then you see how right afterwards, right afterwards you could slip into the same Narishkai. That's not what makes you into a Jew. That's very, very good to get something going. It's very good to help, to energize, to strengthen, that's all gevaldi. I tell this to people all the time. Yesterday I was talking to somebody who never was very sick. And he wanted a little chizik and I was talking to him. And I said, but you have to realize that I could, I could stay here with you for an hour. But his chaskis is something that you have, to, you have to take for yourself afterwards and to think over and over and over again about what we're talking about. And to mechazik yourself. It's not going to work if I, if I talk to you and then I leave and you don't work on it. And to be mechazik yourself over and over and over with the, with the inyonim that we spoke about, the amunah, to mechazik yourself. A person thinks they're going to go to a shia, they're going to look at a sefer, they'll read a book, they'll hear a story, and they'll have his chazkas. You can only be mechazik yourself if you constantly, constantly return to it and repeat it and over and over again. That's the only way you'll go through the stone. That's the only way it works. And that's what Rabbi Kiva taught us. That's what changed him into Rabbi Kiva. The Yizka Adam Olev Bas, until finally you'll be able to have a heart of flesh. Lev Shechosh Umakir is a heart that senses and that feels the Creator. That's the only way to do it. Kishah Adam Lekeches and the Kudab Shuta Azais. If a person takes this simple Nakuda, it's a Schira B'Machshava Apshuta Sheish Baril Eilam, remembering. Reminding oneself of this simple thought that there's a Bari Ailama creator of the world. Not just thinking, but saying the words. Yesh there's a creator of the world. And repeats this many, many times. And with that strength, with that Kayach, you'll be able to break through the covering of the heart. Es ha'avninius shebeleiv, the stoniness, the harshness of the heart. Olazakech es libay betaher, you'll be able to refine your heart and to purify it. Vilibo yakir es bayre hakara amitas in your heart will recognize Hashem in a true way. Not just that you know that there's Hashem, but that you feel mamish Hashem is baruch. You'll feel Hashem. Obviously, this all begins, he, come, he just reminds us, this all begins with having that clear, clear awareness of the truth that there's a barrier Eilam. Koser Ramchal, this year's side of repeating something which is obvious and simple, and it should be simple, not complicated. This Yisait, of course, is the basis of what the Ramchal writes in the beginning of Mesil Sishar. Kosev Ramchal betchila sifra Mesil Sishar, Mizel These are the words of the Ramchal at the beginning of Mesil Sishar. It's in the first part. When you think about this, you will see. That Shlemus, this is what we saw earlier in the year, Shlemus, perfection, 
in this world is only achieved by dveikus, by attack, being attached to God. Vumasha, how you David Amalek Oimer, this is what David Amalek would say. Vani Kirvas Elokim Li Taiv. The only definition of Taiv is closeness to God. Vaimer Achashalti Mesa Shem, Oisa Vakay, Shitu Mesa Shem, Kal Yemei Chaylaks is Benayim Hashem, Levaki Beicholu. There's one thing that I ask Hashem, there's one thing that I beg of Him is that I should sit in His house all the days of my life to be able to see and to experience His beauty and His splendor. Kirak Zehu Ataiv, David Amalek saying, only this, as we spoke about earlier, is good. Anything else Anything else We already spoke about this a lot Anything else that you define as being taif Is good It's just narishkai Anything else that you Again as we spoke about last week You could borrow the term and say This is good, this is nice But the emes is The only good is That's the only real good and anything else in life that leads you to that feeling and that brings you to that awareness is part of We have to understand the simple basis, the aside of life. Everything that a person has all the days of his life. Both in this world and in the world that's forever and ever, the world after this world. All that you have in this world and the next world is Hashem. There's nothing else. And that sounds like a very shocking thing to, you know, modern people who grew up in a modern world and are, and are used to collecting so many things and attributing to so many things such such tremendous importance. And we always look at the children who are collecting their little fingers, and we, and we, from the perspective of being adults, we always think how cute it is how they collect all these silly little things and we all know that they're going to outgrow all of that and think about more important things like the things that we collect right which are really no more important at all just more expensive and more exciting right it, we'd be much better off if we could still be with Barbies and things like that although Barbies are expensive too <coughs> but you know getting somebody else's Barbies you know some, some relatives Barbies we'd be much better off with those things the things that we collect are much much more expensive and we take them so seriously we take them very very seriously what a person has in this world what a person has in the next world all of those things are galachte when does a person begin to let go of those things and to realize it's all it's, it's that's not it that's not it it's only HaSakadosh Baruch Lahakir Aisai to recognize Hashem Lizkaravilov to get closer to Hashem was Dabik both to be attached to him. And the Ramchal, these were their words. V'chol Zula Zeh, Ramchal said, anything besides this, Shechashveir B'nei Adam L'tayv, that you, anything else that you that you consider, that you attribute with what? With this definition of being good. Geval D'k'tayv, Enela Hevel V'shav it's just Narishkeit and meaninglessness. Hakol Zeh Hevel Mamish. That's the whole Sefer Kohelis is right. It's about that. Havel, 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 Makol, Havel. At the end of the Sefer, Shomel says, The only thing, all there is of man is God and his connection to God. Everything else is Havel, Havel. 
which doesn't mean to say that he's not he's not saying that we have to renounce our possessions and our homes and so on. That's not what he's saying. Or our families, and to go live in a hill in the mountain somewhere in a cave, and to think about God without being in the world. That's not what he's saying. That's not the way of serving Hashem. That's certainly not the derech Hashem of God forbid. It's not like that. But when a person has those things and thinks about the Boy Ayla, thinks about the Creator, how different those things are, and how differently those things are used in his life, how will the money be used? In what way will the money be used? In what well in what way will the home be used? Right? How will everything in life be used? Person a person's from the time they, they, that that we were children we're told that clothing, with clothing a person makes a statement about herself a statement about himself what statement are you trying to make? what, the, what is the statement that you're trying to make? since we've already established that at least 100 or 200 times a day a woman looks at herself in the mirror or in the reflection someplace that means she knows exactly what she looks like when she leaves the house and usually every waking moment she knows exactly what she looks like so what are you trying to say? you're not trying to say anything? what, you, what statement are you making with your clothing? What are you trying to say? What's the good in the, in, in the clothing that you're wearing? What good? Same thing with a guy. What is the good in this clothing? Because it's cute, it's pretty, because it's seductive. What is the good in the outfit that you're wearing? You want it should be a good outfit. You bought, you paid good money for this good outfit in the good mall, which you drove to in your good car, and you walked to in your good high heels. What good do you want from this? You could talk about it. You could give it as many. You could you could say, but really, but really, and say all the little things you like, all the trivialities that would somehow try to make you forget this sentence in the Ramchal. But that's it. That's what life is. There was a famous English poet. I might have mentioned this once. There's this famous English poet, Thomas Gray. So it says he had written on his tombstone Life is a joke and all things show it I thought so once but now I know it Life is a joke and all things show it I thought so once but now I know it <clears throat> What's the tithe? Everybody wants tithe What do you want? I want good I want that they should be good I want to be good I want good things I want good What's the type? So Amchal says, "Kol zulazeh shichashveyu bnei adam l'type ener ela hevel, the shavnis hevel. Hakol zehevel mamish, chutz me'akaris abayre v'kirvas abayre u'dvekas abayis baruch shemay." If you're trying to make a statement with your outfit, and that statement is the nobility of a Jewish woman, please forgive me for touching upon a very, very dangerous topic. Uh, those of you who know me, trust that I'm not saying this to hurt anybody. If the statement you're trying to make is to show the world the nobility and the beauty of a Jewish woman and the modesty of a Jewish woman, then that outfit is a good outfit. It makes no difference if it's not in the latest, uh, you know, if it's not in the second page of the New York Times with those you know, zombies. It's, that doesn't make a difference. If that's what you're trying to say with your outfit, then it's a good outfit. If there's anything else that you're trying to say, then it's not a question of finding some rabbits in the dresses that way, or finding some excuse, and it's not good. It's not a question of, you don't have to get that complicated. It's not tough. That's not good. What's good? When a person lives with the Bayer Elam, 
when you live with the, with the Rabbi Shalom in your mind so then you see tithe in that way if not then there are other things that are tithe and the other things that are tithe are very very interesting and very attractive and very and very very seductive of what the world considers to be tithe and what other people consider to be tithe and how do we teach that children not to worry about what the outside world thinks but to worry about Hashem thinks don't worry about what your friends that every child says but all my friends do this to raise a child that should that the child should live with the Bari Elam and not to worry what all my friends are doing but to do the right thing because that's what the Bari Shalom wants it's a hard thing to do but the children are watching us and the choices that we make the children see what we consider to be tight children by nature want to want to be like their parents and they want and they define what's good the same way that their parents define what's good what their parents see as being good, the children see as being good. What the parents see as being bad, the children see as being bad. It's not complicated. So the children catch on very quickly. What is mommy's idea of tithe? What is daddy's idea of tithe? How do, how do people spend their vacation? What does my father do? What does my father do when he's off from work? How does he spend his time? What does he do? What do my parents talk about at the Shabbos table? What's tithe? Because that they're enjoying themselves. What are they enjoying? What's good by my parents? Right? See a father comes late to shul. See a father goes down to a kiddush club during half tire. What's taiv? What's taiv is to have a glass of schnapps like some drunk, like some coarse peasant, to go in the middle of shul to to have a, some schnapps, like an animal, to make it some sort of a Jewish thing. Give it a call it a kiddush club, like an animal. They can't wait. The children know that, the, that fathers march out and go like like animals to have to, to drink whiskey during shul. I'm So what what's good? What's good is <clears throat> a stupid glass of of schnapps is good. Better than the haftar. Better than Yeshayahu Hanavi. Better than Yemiyahu Hanavi. Better than Yecheskel. Better than Yeshua. Better than better than a, a, a parak of navi. Just to what to go stuff your face in a, in a schnapps and a piece of herring and an egg kichel. No. Or to fress on an extra fifteen minutes in bed to fress on a pillow. People fress on pillows too. To fress an extra fifteen minutes and the kids see that daddy can't get up to go to shul. That when he's off, what's taif for daddy when he's off? What's taif is to stay in bed, not shul, not davening late, whatever. Children see what's tithe. You know, I know I, and I repeat this over and over again. The same what we're talking about, like the little drop of water. Again, I know I'm probably preaching to the converted, and and the issue is not usually with the women; it's usually with the men. But each and every one of us has in yonim like this in life. And what what the children see is tithe. Ain klum b'shum makom b'shum zman. When a person understands this, and a person thinks about this properly, he has to absorb this simple basic point. That all of one's all of one's occupations, all that a person does, 
Tzarech Leo Sojil HaKadosh Baruch has to revolve around Hashem. That doesn't mean to say you don't go shopping. It doesn't mean to say you can't go to work. It doesn't mean to say that you can't take care of the carpool. We do all of those things. But everything, everything is Sojil HaKadosh Baruch and it means thinking about Him and it means speaking to Him and speaking about Him and being conscious of Him. Called Suras Chayev. Obviously it's going to be hard to do that if you want to go to the movie Saturday night. What are you going to say? A bunch of them help me enjoy this movie? <laughs> I mean, a person, a person over time begins to realize. I mean, it sounds almost ridiculous. That's why. That's the main reason why most people don't want to join this program. Not because of because everybody has in his life that Saturday night at the movies, whatever that is for you. And you know, this program seems to get in the way of that. So it's only talking to someone who the Emes wants to be an Eved Hashem, obviously, because you can't fit that in. You can't fit You can't fit Averis. Into the into the program, it doesn't work. If something is forbidden by God, you can't you can't ask the Baruch to have nachas ruach that you can go be mechal shabbos. You understand? A person can't go in the car and shop and say and be God conscious of going in the car. It's so silly. You can't go to, they go to the movies and say this should give the Baruch nachas ruach that I should see more about God's world that there's some romantic movie and I should understand more about how He created love in the world. I mean, a person is a balsaich who understands that that's not something that can go together, which is the main reason why. Movies are generally more popular than the Sefer, right? That's why. Called Suras Chayev Tzichelis B'Tzuras Hakadosh Baruch Hu B'Merka Shal Hakol B'Chol Inyan. That's the Tzura of a person's life, where God is in the center of things at all times. B'Chol Mokim, everywhere you go, even when you're on vacation, wherever you are. B'Chol Zman, B'Chol Zman. A person dresses a certain way. It's not just on Shabbos. It's not just on Shabbos. Shabbos is fancy, is nice, of course, but to be to be malchusdik, to dress in a, in a in a beautiful way, in a, in a, in a nice, that's all the time. Kol mashu mechapis mikol inyan, whatever you seek in everything in life, mikol makom in any or any place that you're in, becholzman any times you're always looking for Hashem in this place, this time, this this thing. Kasha other maven shakola teag mitzvahs heim enim ela eitzes. When a person realizes, as the Zara says, that all 613 mitzvahs are eitzes, are each mitzvah is a piece of advice. How to get closer to Hashem. The Kirvaso Deveik is going to be attached to him. And certainly when it comes to learning Torah. As we spoke about so much during the year, learning Torah doesn't mean stam, to be smarter and to know more. And to be able to say fancy things and to, and to have to have like a you know a, a, another yom iyun to have a seminar on some subject in Torah, and your whole life is is a life that's 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 being lived in contradiction to what the Torah says. It's time to learn Torah is an intellectual thing, is a cold thing. Torah is the study of Torah. Shores kol mitzvahs. The root of all mitzvahs kol in yonel adabik is adam The whole purpose of Torah is to is to bring you to be attached to God. As I yavin, you'll understand. Shehein binyani cholin. Whether it's in weekday mundane things, shehein binyani kedusha shematayag mitzvahs, or whether you're busy with some mitzvahs, ain lo elu lechapis behem. Whether it's mitzvahs or everything in your life, the tachlis is to search in those moments, those times, those places, those things. Those people that you're with, shall How can this bring me closer and closer to Hashem? Be careful, he says. Don't don't slip into the external appearances. Don't slip into the chitzonius of things. 
into the into the exterior. Remember that everything in life, whether it's physical or it's spiritual, the person is obligated to find a way, somehow to think about, at least the daven for, that you should be able to get closer to Hashem's Baruch and feel more of a closeness to Him for that specific um, experience, that time that you're going through in life. Okay, Bez Hashem. As Hashem uh, will continue, the, we're coming to, to Lad Ba'imer. The whole Indian of Lad Ba'imer is the Rabbi Shimon Ba'yichai. The whole Indian of Rabbi Shimon was to peel off of the world that that exterior, that that chitzaniestik way, that superficial way of looking at, at everything. So the whole Indian of Lad Ba'imer. That's why also you know the Yant of Lad Ba'imer didn't make it so big in America. You know, it was trying always all the years here in Shul to. To be mechazeket, but that's what Lagvayim is. This time of the year, it's Rabbi Kiva's time. It's a time of Rabbi Shimon Yechai. It's to think about, try to think about, looking at things in this way, in a deeper way. And if any one of us will try to, to do this lemaisa, it can't hurt to try a day, two days. If you try, you'll see slowly, slowly, you'll see that you'll begin to feel an unbelievable simcha. Everybody wants simcha. You'll feel gevaldiga simcha with all of the achrayis, of course. That living a true life creates for oneself. You have to be an honest person. But but the gifts, the presence that Hashem has waiting for those who try it, are, are unbelievable. Hashem is well strengthen us that we should not only learn, but that we should be amenas um, in order to live the right way and to be zeichet the gula shaim from heaven and made amen.